Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Sean Burkett, director of Don't Fuck in the Woods 2, coming out October 11th. <laughs> now, first of all, do you have you had to have watched Don't Fuck in, in the Woods, the original, to watch the sequel? Um, I don't think you have to, but you'll you'll understand like one key component if you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the end, the beginning probably won't make uh, maybe a lot of sense if you if you haven't right. Like the like opening scene won't really make any sense, but after that, it's you'd be okay. Yeah, and I think you'd still be able to enjoy it. Yeah, I think if you watch the opening scene and you're not, and if you're into that, you'll probably like the movie. And if you're not into that, it's probably not a movie for you. Right, <laughs> right, because it does it. Does, you don't waste any time. You get right into uh, the movie right away. So uh, for uh, well, first of all, it's not really a spoiler. Uh, designing what uh, the the slug, uh, almost like a penis thing, would look like. Uh, <laughs> how do you know what that's going to look like? The, the, the thought process. Uh. Well, I had a bunch of drawings, and then uh, I went to uh, my, my effects team, uh, Stephen Hodkey and Rob Collins, and I was like. I want to make this because at that point in time, I was working on an animatronic version because I wanted it to like just look like an uncircumcised dick. And I wanted it to like open up and the skin rolled back and like (laughs) a mouth opens. Oh, nice. Um, I approve. The animatronics got out of hand uh, and we weren't able to pull that off. So uh, I talked to them about it. And they started sculpting some different things and uh, made a mold. And the the slugs are actually made out of the same. Um, I don't know if it's silicone or what it is uh, that that fishing lures are made out of. So it was very like True. wiggly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the very opening scene, it's very much like uh, like an 80s slash of the posters like uh, um you know, with like if they have the weapon down between and the ones that Cisco and Ebro would always get very mad about and say that they're uh Yeah. So I don't I don't I know it's a shock, but I don't think Cisco and Ebro would be a big fan of your film. No, but I would love to hear how disgusted they are of it. Yeah. That would be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I grew up, you know, watching Cisco and Ebert and back then, you know, I did get to hear about movies that I wouldn't hear about normally. But uh, I like, still like to go back and watch the old ones when they talk about horror films because they actually get like very like they take them very personal. And it'll be stuff like Friday the 13th, part four. And they'll be talking about how it's going to like all pe- young people watch it. They'll think that's what's life about. And I'm like, no one's watching this movie. thinking <laughs> this is how my life will turn out. Or... Right. But it is very funny. Uh, a serious question. Um, you know, how hard is it? What are the what are the problems getting the, the movie out the first one out with, with the name? Um, surprisingly, there weren't there weren't really any problems. Um, we self released it at first, and um, it was a couple months, and we were we were doing great. Of course, people didn't like the title. Mm-hmm. Like I got hate mail and threats. It was it was a crazy time when I first announced the title. Um. But then once it got pirated, um, that, that's where it really 
we had to change some things because we ended up going with uh, a mainstream distribution company and they had to at least censor yeah the word that's not that's not a big deal though because ever you see it you know exactly you're you're gonna you're not gonna say don't f uh exclamation 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 in the woods or asterisk asterisk you're, you're gonna say the word when you see the title right yeah um were, were you surprised uh by uh obviously you, you want people to watch your movie and like it but were you surprised by the success of the first movie because it did get out there a lot i was i was surprised but it's kind of one of those catch-22s because well if it hadn't have been pirated I don't know if it would have been as successful. Right. Like as far as success being like that people like know it because we definitely did lost a lot of money. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, it's like a bittersweet thing to where if that wouldn't have happened, I don't know if, if number two would have been made. Right. It's also probably best for you, for your mental health to think of it that way. As opposed to dwell that that it's been pirated and yeah, try to add up the money that would have been. Oh, I, yeah, I, I I didn't. I don't think I ever actually added up the money, but I did seek out and the the one time that I actually like counted how many times like on different sites it had been downloaded. Um, it was over two million times, and even if I would have got like a penny right. from each. I, I can tell you I would be uh, in a much better position than I am now. So, um, you know, on the title, honestly, it works because that, that's what most of the 80s like slasher movies are about. Don't go fucking in the woods. You're going to get killed. But then when you watch it, there is more to it than that. It's like an STD film, really. You know, it's got a combination of that and a slasher film together. And it uh, is the. Uh, is some of the inspiration from Jason uh, goes to, goes to hell from from the slug transferring Jason back and forth? Um, surprisingly, no. Um, I can tell you, like the the first film, the one sex scene. I definitely could, like that sex scene in Jason Goes to Hell. As a kid, was one that stood out in my mind. Yeah, but I was like, <sighs> we can't have the creature like force his arm like through her or anything like that though i did in the beginning of the first one do that uh but yeah i definitely took inspiration for the first film uh just as far as that sex scene in the tent but yeah um honestly until you said something i completely forgot about that aspect of <laughs> jason goes to hell <laughs> right you don't think you don't sit around thinking about the the fine film jason goes to hell often but yeah. <laughs> That, that's a, I will admit that's a movie that grew on me as I got older. When I was a kid, I remember going to see it and like, man, this is so dumb. But I watch it now, and it's probably still dumb. But I get it. I really like it because it's so out there and crazy. Yeah. So I would recommend going back. And this is not a, a podcast about Jason goes to hell. This is about going <laughs> fucking woods too. But but you can watch them together. They can be a they can be a double feature in in your home. Yeah. The so, uh, the Blu-ray. What 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 kind of specials are on the Blu-ray? Um, there's a lot actually. Um, I know there's deleted scenes, behind the scenes, bloopers. There's actually a full, like, I want to say it's like an 80, 80 minute documentary on there about the making of the first film. 
because the first film was a nightmare to make. Anything that you you could have like thought would go wrong went wrong, including like we disturbed a nest of yellow jackets at like oh, wow. two, and people had to go to the hospital. Hmm. Like, I'm sorry to laugh at that. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's one of those things that. I mean, I laugh at it sometimes just thinking about like, I'm wearing like 60 pounds of like camera gear. Right. I hear someone go, I was just stung. And we were at the bottom of like a ravine to where I just instantly, I like Scooby-Doo motion ran up that hill. Like I wasn't getting stung by nothing. <laughs> yeah. That could be a spinoff. Don't fuck on a hornet's nest. <laughs> but uh, i mean that's, that's something you don't think about and also i thought it was um because in my notes when i'm watching i'm like what's the vibe when you're filming a lot of sex scenes and i actually thought that adding some of the uh stuff during the credits like behind the scenes actually uh was nice to see because you could see that everyone was just laughing and having a good time during the during those scenes right like we try i mean we try to be as professional as we can but when you're, especially this movie, when you're pulling like 21 hour days filming, um, it gets to a point where you're just going to be a little goofy and there's no way of getting around it. Yeah. Now, did you film this uh, during COVID? I don't know if that had any effect on, uh, on getting um, paid. we filmed part of it. Um, because after the first block of filming, um, we knew that we were going to have to come back. And we went back again right before COVID. Um, but then as I was editing the film, I was like, man, I, we really need to add something here and here and here. Um, to where we added this uh, couple of ladies who are uh, looking for a, a park or something to take some photos. So they weren't originally in the script we scripted them in later and we completely changed the whole entire en- ending from what we originally oh. uh were shooting yeah <clears throat> was that the julianne prescott scene or the oh, okay yeah i know her from uh from when i used to do a lot of conventions yeah She's very cool i like the mullet wig too uh by one of the actors <laughs> <laughs> well we had to do that because it had been like a year <laughs> right. filmed and um he his hair had grown out so long but he had to keep it long for another project so he was like how about we do this and i was like i guess we don't really have any options um so that's yeah that's what we did we just had fun with it no, yeah, definitely. Uh, you mentioned uh, animatronics. Um, so who does like um, the, the makeup and the effects for your movies? Or do you always work with the same people, I guess? Um, it's a combination. Um, it'll start out with like myself and my business partner, Ryan Stacy. Like we'll normally try to do like the initial sculpts or something like that. Uh, well, at least for this film. And then we, we handed those off to... Uh, Rob Collins, Stephen Hodkey, and Blaze Bolden. Um, there was a company called Taint Bad Productions. And uh, they just took it to the next level. You know, they can, they were applying everything. They were airbrushing people and like 
trying to do the best. Uh, they handmade all the teeth, like fitted them to the actors and everything right there on set. So the teeth look uh, great, by the way. They they did a really great job. Like, and I put them through hell. Yeah. I put them through absolute hell. They had like so much to do in so little time. So, uh, how did you um? How did you get into making films? Like, when did you decide? Like, you, I don't want to just be. A, I want to start making my own films. Um, really, it wasn't until probably 2010. Um, my business partner Ryan Stacy. Um, we we've like talked about horror movies on and off, like our entire lives with one another. And uh, he was telling me about uh, how at that point in time, Joe Bob Briggs was looking for scripts to turn into movies. Mm-hmm. So he was like, let's, let's do this. And it's like, okay, I wasn't really like a writer or anything, but like I, I was kind of more there for moral support. Yeah. Um, but he got to a point where it was like, let's just try to make this like, um, I, I had just stopped. Um, I was a touring musician before that, and I uh, had a, had a child, and I couldn't go on the road as much. So I was like, I need to find something else that kind of has the same energy. So, um, yeah, we just jumped in and been doing it ever since. Yeah. So, uh, if if someone was new to your movies, what what would be a couple ones? that you would say these are the first ones you should dive into? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to say don't fuck in the woods, uh-huh. but we have a really good one called trespassing. And, uh, we do these, uh, holiday anthologies called seasons greetings. We have two of those out and those kind of hits like every kind of horror. Like there's, like body horror, there's straight gore, um, there's comedy, like those kind of like fill. There's something in it for everybody. Yeah. Do you guys all make all the all the bits in those anthologies, or are they made by like other directors? Um, normally, it's um, us. the The first one we did have one other director make a film. Um, the second one, um, Concept Media, we have like. I don't even know how many people at the moment. I think nine. And uh, they're all uh, like various uh, actors, writers, directors. So we try to keep it in-house as much as possible. I admit I've not seen the, the holiday ones. And I'm a big fan of uh, Christmas horror films. They have a, like a soft spot for me. Even the real bad ones, I think, are entertaining. So I would like to uh, watch these. Well, we have, uh, I know Season's Greetings 2 is on Tubi right now. Okay, I'll check this out. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a do you have any favorite uh holiday uh horror films? Besides your own, of course. <clears throat> um I don't know. Like it it doesn't feel like there's a a whole ton of options. I liked I liked and disliked Krampus. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. But it's like, I don't know, like as a kid, I mean, Gremlins, I consider I love that Gremlins. Yeah. a holiday horror film. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Jack Frost with the, with the snowman, the killer snowman. 
<laughs> I, I like there's a real bad it's i can't really recommend it unless you just like anything uh horror uh christmas movie but the movie elves with uh grizzly adams i forget the man's actual name it's a yeah. very bizarre movie it's it's like this old nazi's trying to make like um um uh like he's trying to mate like his his granddaughter with like an elf to make like the master race and it, it makes no sense but it's an amazing film gotcha um i also uh, am a part of an anthology uh it's called 13 slays mm. and that's on tubi as well oh, okay and i saw your uh new film uh stranded i just uh played at um at whorehound which i think you might be wearing the hoodie I think yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I could just see the top of the logo, and I thought that was it. So, how did how did that play? How what was that? Um, what was the premiere like? Um, it was really good. There was um, that'll be my second uh, showing that I've had there to where um, it was pretty much a packed house. Like I have, um, see, they were saying that there was seating for three hundred people. I feel like it was safe to say that there was. 140 people only because, I don't know I'm I didn't sit there and count people right. but like I feel like there was a, at least 140 people which was very close to when Don't Fuck in the Woods 2 played there uh in 2021 in September mm-hmm. no um <clears throat> a horror hound's a convention right I was just wondering what, what's the difference between playing your movie at a festival and a convention well, it's a convention and a festival. Oh, so it's combined. Okay. Yeah, they 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 kind of split it up to where the festival aspect is at a, the hotel across the street from the okay. convention center. That's probably best because I've been to conventions that also show movies, and generally, it's it's not the best audience because a lot of people who they just kind of go there to sit down in between like meeting the other people, so they're not necessarily paying attention. But a festival, people are there to see the movies, right? And it's, it's nice. It's just nice. There's super nice people, um, and they, they the, the screenings are quality. <clears throat> like it's a like they have very nice projectors and everything. It's, right. It was it was very you nice. Don't just blast it up on a wall, or I've been to things like right. that. Yeah. like they. I don't know. They they didn't go out and buy like a two hundred dollar projector from Walmart. You know, they they spent like a couple thousand dollars on these projectors. Yeah. So, uh, what was it like the first time you watched one of your movies uh, with an audience? Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. Every just horrible because, like, I knew the points where I would want them to react. Right. And like they didn't, to where I'm like, oh god, maybe that maybe I did this all wrong. Uh-huh. Um, and that was with my first film, and since then I don't, I don't watch them at the at the screenings or okay. showing. Um, I'll just wait outside. It's drink too, too nerve wracking. I assume, yeah. Yeah, it just. Eh. <laughs> it, yeah it's it's a, a different form of anxiety than i've ever exper- experienced before yeah i understand so uh wh- what do you think the benefits are for someone uh to to play festivals 
um, honestly, networking, meeting other filmmakers, meeting other people that are, I mean, they're essentially doing the same thing you're trying to do. Um, Because let's face it, I mean, there are a lot of filmmakers out there, but there aren't a lot of filmmakers. (laughs) But when, when you play at a festival with other filmmakers, it's you're all on the same page. It's like, you're all there for the same reason. You kind of feel like, I don't want to say connected, but like, I don't know. Like there's some sort of weird bond almost. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, we're here together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you just meet great people and you know, it, I don't want to say it's one of those things that it can further, your career or anything, but like making those connections with those people could help you later on in, in another endeavor. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. That was one of the main things I missed uh, during the, um, during the lockdown COVID was, uh, you're not going, not being able to go to festivals. Yeah. And, um, I've been to like real big festivals, but I do actually kind of like a smaller festival best. Like, uh, my local one, but Boston underground film festival, because it has more of a community feel where it, everyone is in the same screen as opposed mm-hmm. to multiple screens and you kind of all split up. There's something about everyone watching the movie together and then afterwards going to the, the bar or karaoke or whatever. And like yeah. you said, some of the maybe bigger, uh, quote unquote, you know, bigger directors and then maybe just a local guy. And like you said, they're kind of all in the same. Everyone, uh, everyone feels the same. You're all like uh, on the same level. Yeah. Yeah, sharing this weird world of uh, of strange horror movies. Uh, dear, what did your family think of uh, of you making movies? Like, does your parent? I don't know. Maybe you don't talk to your parents. I don't. But do your parents watch uh, Don't Fuck in the Woods? I, I can't say that my parents have ever seen it. Uh-huh. I've given copies um, because I'm one of those people. It's like I've I'm like the black sheep of the family. So it's like, they expect that I'm going to do the opposite of what right. I should do. Uh, so I don't even, I don't even try anymore, but they're like, Oh, so you're making money at this. Oh, so okay. then, so at least that, yeah. They're like, okay. So, okay. Okay. They still haven't watched it, but um, I'd have to say the only thing is that I try to, I have two kids that are now 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. So when we were making the first one, you know, it was really hard not to like curse or say the title right. without little ears around. Right. So, but even they, they, they just called it. Don't F it in the woods. <laughs> My daddy's what, Ryan? Or, or don't mess in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> they'd just be like, my daddy makes don't in the woods. <laughs> I love it. It's very cute. Have you ever thought of making a family friendly uh, horror film that you can watch with the kids or the kids could be in? Um, <laughs> no, yes. I don't know. But... Yes. And no, like it would just have to be that right thing. Like if I could, I don't know. I feel like if I can make something along the lines of Monster Squad, right, right, or something, I'd be cool with that. Because um, there really are some great ones, or even Gremlins or something like that. But yeah, yeah, like something like. Luckily, like my kids, you know, they've seen 
Uncle Scotty take the creature mask off to right. know the monster's fake. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't. <laughs> we don't really worry about traumatizing them anymore. Right, right, I understand. I grew up watching a lot of crazy stuff with my mom, so um, I turned out fine, I think. So, uh, stranded. <laughs> I do want to uh, mention stranded, though. I mentioned earlier, but I'm very uh, interested in seeing this because I, I love Bigfoot uh, movies and. It looks like a Bigfoot movie, and the big the the monster looks great in it. And I you know I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen stills, and it looks it looks pretty wild. Yeah, we spent that's the most money we've uh, put into a a costume before. Yeah, and a lot of it was from scratch, like the the mask. It's a silicone mask from oh I don't remember, Immortal Masks. Okay. <clears throat> And uh, we got it without the hair put in it. So it was like another $700 for just the hair on it. Uh, so Rob Cobble- Collins and uh, Stephen Hodkey, they punched all the hair in it. We we bought a very cheap, like, gorilla suit and then went out and got all the hair on it is real hair. Uh-huh. Um, we went to a, a beauty supply store. And just bought like packs of extensions. Yeah. And they somehow layered it to where I, I thought it looked great. I would have I would have liked to had it a little more matted, but I, I think it it I think it works. Yeah, he's a well groomed uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but no, it looks awesome. I'm I'm very interested in seeing it. So when when you started making movies. It's one thing to like, hey, we're going to make this movie. Um, once you had it finished, you probably—I assume—you have to learn a whole other end of filmmaking. How do you get it out there? Well, luckily, before before we even made our first film, we went to a horror hound. Okay. And I was just—I can remember looking around there and just seeing what people are doing, and then did more research and like there's five pretty decent sized horror conventions within like a hundred miles of Ohio. Mm. So, um, we instantly went into, okay, we're going to, we're going to self distribute this. Um, so we did that like for about five years, Mm -hmm. just did it ourselves yeah you know social media and everything out there it's i'm not saying it's easy to do but it's accessible to 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 try to promote yourself you know today right like as long as don't get me wrong promotions especially if you don't have money for them it's like for mayor like you are just constantly working Mm -hmm. um but there's some affordable like pr companies out there that can get you press and help with that Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean that's how this interview came up. But I and uh, but uh, but you know, um, like you said, I I I've never actually had movies through them, but um, I know a lot of people do, and it does help get get the word out there. And usually, if if they're uh, asking me to promote a movie, I know it's it's you know it's probably pretty good. You know, I, they're not going to take anything, is what I'm saying. Right, like they are um, very selective. So, but, but what's, what's nice is that like knowing, especially with October coast, like knowing like they've, they've got a foot in horror. Yeah. 
like they they represent um they've represented a couple of my buddies films and that's why i was like i really want to work with them so yeah yeah you ever go to nightmares in ohio that's a festival Uh, actually don't fuck in the woods played there once oh cool um yeah nightmares was super man i would love to win one of those statues yeah yeah they are just crazy looking Mm-hmm. cheap plug for myself my movie is playing uh, in a few uh later this month in in uh at nightmares and it'll be my first time there and i'm also very nervous to watch a movie with people so we'll see how this goes nightmares <laughs> is so laid back i love it have you been there before no no it's literally like it's a gateway which gateway is a great theater but you can just spend all day just going back and forth to theaters, to the bar, to theaters, to the bar. Yeah. It's really nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've heard good things from all my filmmaker friends. It's one of their favorite uh, festivals, so, so I'm happy about that. So uh, let's see. What, where is there a website or anything for people to follow Don't Fuck in the Woods to or yourself? Um, I'd say conceptmediallc.com. Uh, from there, there's links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and all that jazz. Yeah. Plus, you can just look up "Don't Fuck in the Woods" too, and I assume it's. I mean, yeah, if you Google it, you're gonna get all kinds of things. <laughs> Very true. Very. I'm sure that there'll be other things that maybe you're interested in. I don't know. Whatever people out there are into, that's their own deal. But uh, you know, if you find the horror movie, that that's what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, stranded. Uh, so f- um, from um, it just played the festival. So where is that going to go from from there? Um, it's actually got distribution through Wild oh, Eye, cool. and uh, I'm hoping we haven't talked about it or anything, but I'm hoping it'll be out within the first quarter of next year. Because mm-hmm. um, we actually just uh, either yesterday or the day before got our tenth win on that film. So. I'm. I want more people to see it now. Like, yeah. I'm like, people like it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not just here. I'm very interested in watching it. It looks uh, very good to me. And uh, by the way, Wild Eye, because um, I'm you know a lot of independent filmmakers and show and friends with them, and I hear all the time certain companies aren't good to work with. Whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on Wild Eye? I think I'm in that same Facebook group. Oh yes, yes, by uh, by a friend of ours. Yes. My thing is, is that, well, with that group, it's like, apparently no distro company is worthy. I would, yes, that's, that's what I've gathered for, from the group. Um, Wild Eye, though, they've been 100% up front with me. Um, they've been super clear. I can email the owner and have a response within, like, 24 hours, like, he doesn't try to like beat around the bush or anything. Yeah. But, and and I, I respect that because it's like, we don't necessarily have to be friends, right. but it would be nice to be friendly. And it's like, he's friendly, but when it comes to business, you know, he's not gonna, he's just going to tell you how it is. And mm-hmm. that's actually kind of appreciated. Mm-hmm. Like in a weird way, like I didn't think I would accept that how I did it first. Um, but yeah, uh, so far I've had a great time with Wild Eye. And 
uh, because they're doing three of my films and the, the artwork that they've worked up the, uh, especially the Blu-ray for don't fuck in the woods too, that comes with the bonus poster and everything. I love it. Yeah, I saw the, the 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 display there. I was like, "Wow, this is very cool! Like, cool, uh, all kinds of cool stuff for the Blu-ray." Right. So, yeah, I was. And they do man, cool. Uh, they always do cool covers. Right. I was like, "Man, I've never had a movie like that." But now I get to have a movie like that that comes with a poster and everything from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It felt, it felt like a like a uh, shop factory type thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, collector set. <clears throat> That's very awesome. So I'm glad you said that, though, because I hear a lot of uh, negative things. So I'm glad that uh, you said something good about them. See, every, I mean, I feel like a lot of filmmakers, because I've, I've, I'm not going to lie, I've heard a ton of negative things as well. Mm-hmm. But those were also from, like, first-time filmmakers to where I don't think that they understand, like, you still have to promote, like, the, the distro company, any distro company, they're they're not gonna push your film how you need to push your film. Mm-hmm. Like so, no matter what, like you're not gonna sit back and just collect a check, not unless it's like universal, <laughs> right? Right. That was like, and I know a couple of uh, a couple of my buddies who were first time filmmakers did that. And they were super not happy, but you know, I I just asked them all the questions, and it's like, well did you promote it? And he was like, well, that's not my job. Like, Oh yes, it is like read your contract. So I think as long as you know, all the facts with any distribution company, it's going to be what you put into it is what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. So. Right, well, very good. Um, <clears throat> don't fuck in the woods too. October 11th. Uh, so next week, that's exciting. You get the cool uh, Blu-ray uh, box set. That's on uh, Amazon, you said? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so Amazon or wherever you get your DVDs, but I think most people probably use Amazon. Yeah. And uh, it was very cool to uh, talk with you. We'll be yeah. to do this again sometime. And I'm looking forward to Stranded. Sweet.